the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, we shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel, Defender of Zion. Shalom and welcome to Heart of Messiah Radio Broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Shoresh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently, we're serving in Wesley Chapel, St. Pete, South Bay near Riverview, and Tampa. We welcome all visitors as we desire to see those who are Jewish and not Jewish worshiping together in unity. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 WTBN and 910 WTWD, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Shalom, and let us pray together. Avinu Malkeinu, our Father, our King, we love you and praise you and honor you and thank you, Lord, for this day. And we're asking, O Lord, that this would be a day like every day where we could be a light, a light to all who see us, to all who hear us. And Lord, help us to teach our children to be lights, Lord and uh, follow in your footsteps. So, Lord, we bless you. We thank you. We ask for an anointing on this program that it will touch the hearts of everybody who hears. We bless you in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Well, hello and good morning and good morning. The past couple of weeks, we've talked about taking action. And uh, one way we can take action is to have uh, us understand what the heart of Messiah is and uh, sanctify ourselves for God and be a light to the nations, right? And so we're going to be looking at that today. I want to thank you for taking action, those of you who are, who are supporting the Heart of Radio um, program in 2019, Heart of Messiah radio program, you have been a blessing, and I pray that I have blessed you too. So our scripture nugget for today is found in Psalm 119.105, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. You know, God's word is filled with references to it being a light. And since God's word is our instruction, he is instructing us to be a light as well. So in John 1, 1, we read, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. All things were made through him and apart from him, nothing was made that has come into being. In him was life and the life was the light of men. So let's look at that for a second. 
in him, Yeshua, was the life. And the life which was in Yeshua was the light of men. Give that some thought for a moment. Okay? And then it says, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overpowered it. Are we an example of this verse where we shine in the darkness and we don't allow the darkness to overpower it? Well, let's begin to this study today as we look at the parasha. Now, the parasha is a section or portion which is read from the Torah. As you know, the Torah is the are the first five books of Moses, and we read a portion each week. And then another portion of the parasha is called the Haftorah, or the uh, we read a portion from the prophets, the Nevi'im, each week. And this week's Torah portion was Exodus 27, 20 through 30, verse 10. And the Haftorah reading was Ezekiel 43, 10 through 27. Each weekly Torah portion takes its name from its first distinctive word in the Hebrew text of the portion in question. So uh, often that's from the first verse. This week's portion is called uh which means you command. Let's see what God commands Moses to command the children of Israel to do. So we're starting with Exodus 27, 20. Also, you are to command B'nai Yisrael, the children of Israel, that they are to bring to you pure olive oil beaten for the light to cause a lamp to burn continually in the tent of meeting outside the curtain, which is before the testimony. Aaron and his sons will set it in order to burn from evening to morning before Adonai. It will be a statute forever throughout their generations on behalf of the children of Israel. So it starts out with God commanding us to bring oil. And we see that we know that oil is often representing the Ruach, the Holy Spirit. That is the power that helps us to be a continuous light. Now, uh, in this passage, it's represented, this light is called the Ner Tamid. It's called an eternal light. And which is a light in every synagogue in the world that is right, that is placed right above the ark. And this symbol comes from this verse, Exodus 27, 20. And just like in us, this light is to be continuous and a statute forever throughout our generations. So as the priests were instructed to keep this light burning throughout their generations, we have that very same instruction, don't we? Yes. We are not only instructed to have a light, which is a reflection of the light of Yeshua. We are also to share that light with our children so they can be a light and share that light to everyone that we come in contact with. So I would say that's an amazingly huge responsibility. And with the distractions and disappointments that come up 
against us each and every day? Can you overcome them and be a light anyway? Which is what it means to be a light in the darkness. Have you been a light today already? Can you put your finger on it somewhere where you have been a light? So as we have looked at the first verse from this parsha, our takeaway should be this. The Holy Spirit should be power in us at all times. And we're called to be a light and share that light with everyone and at all times. So I believe that when God wants to impress upon us something of importance, he repeats it in his word. Don't you see that a lot where God repeats things in his word? We can't go over all the scriptures that talk about the spirit of God or the Holy Spirit or the Ruach HaKodesh in Hebrew. They are too numerous. However, let's look at a small representation. We see that in Genesis 1-2, so in the second verse of the beginning of Scripture, it says, Now the earth was uh, in chaos and waste, darkness was on the surface of the deep, and the Ruach Elohim was hovering upon the surface of the water. So the Ruach Elohim is the Spirit of God. And this is our introduction to the Spirit of God scripturally. But we also see other places, many other places, like in Exodus 31, 2 and 3. See, I have called by name Bezalel, son of Uri, son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. And I have filled him with the Spirit of God, with wisdom, understanding, and knowledge in all kinds of craftsmanship. We see in this scripture that the Spirit of God is given to us as a helper. God's Spirit takes us to a place where we can accomplish that we could never accomplish without God's Spirit working in us, right? So the Holy Spirit takes us to a place where we don't think we can get to. But, you know, we can do all things through God, right? Another great scripture that demonstrates the future power of God's spirit in our lives comes from a prophecy in Ezekiel. Ezekiel 36, 25 says, then I will sprinkle clean water on you and you will be clean from all your uncleanness and from all your idols. Moreover, I will give you a new heart and I will put a new spirit within you. This is the spirit of God that God is putting. He's promising to put that in us. He'll remove the stony heart from our flesh and give us a heart of flesh. And then it says in verse 27, I will put my ruach, my spirit within you. Then I will cause you to walk in my laws so you will keep my rulings and do them. Though there are many scriptures about the Spirit of God in the Brit Hadashah, the New Covenant, let's stay on our theme as God's Spirit will help us be a light. 
That's our theme, God's Spirit helping us to be a light. John fourteen twenty six. But the Helper, the Ruach HaKodesh, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of everything that I have said to you. So this is the power of the Holy Spirit, of the Ruach HaKodesh, the God's Spirit, teaching us to be a light. So it is easy to transition to other scriptures that will reinforce this principle, like Galatians 5, 22 to 26. But the fruit of the Spirit is. Now, the fruit is actually God's giving us a teaching of how to be a light. So listen to what the fruit of God's Spirit is. It's love, joy, peace, Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Now those who belong to Messiah have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Ruach, the Spirit, let us also walk by the Ruach. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another and envying one another. So God gives us an understanding of what it means to be a light to the nations by showing us what the fruit of the Spirit is. This is the fruit of that that is a result of having God's Spirit within us. Amen? Okay, I hear an amen. This is how the Word and the Holy Spirit combine with us so that we will know what a light is and will have the power to be that light. Look, when we fall down in one of these areas that God requires in order for us to be a light, we are lacking in the knowledge of God's word or the power of the Holy Spirit or our will to be obedient to God. So recently I talked with someone who has been hurt multiple times in her life. She's angry, bitter, filled with the it's not fair syndrome. Even though she is right, it wasn't fair. She is not allowing her self-control given to her by the Holy Spirit to operate in her life. In a sense, she is saying the opposite of the spirit of the scripture in John 4, 4, which says greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world, because she is constantly talking about the past and how things have been so tough rather than looking, as it says in Philippians, looking forward to the onward call in Messiah Yeshua. So here is someone who is a believer, but isn't able to take um, the power of God's spirit and use it for the self-control in her life to allow the fruits of the spirit to just be um, in in her and shown. And, and so, uh, so when she sees other people, they react sometimes negatively to her because this is what she is putting out. We need to be a light. We have been given gifts by the Holy Spirit and the power to receive them and put them into action. But it is our choice as to whether or not it's important enough to make that power and those gifts 
a priority in our life. So, finally, it's important to understand the preeminence of the Holy Spirit in our lives in order for us to be a light. So, let's look at a couple scriptures. 1 Corinthians six nineteen, Or don't you know that your body is a temple of the Ruach HaKodesh, who is in you, whom you have from God? And that you are not your own. We are not only a representative of God, but we are actually the temple he resides in. And it's said a little differently with the same message in 1 Corinthians three sixteen. Don't you know that you are God's temple and that the Ruach Elohim or the spirit of God dwells among you? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy him for God's temple is holy and you are that temple. Wow. That really says it all, doesn't it? One more thought about the Holy Spirit and our being a light to the nations is found in Acts 1.8. You'll receive power when the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit, has come upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and through all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. God's intention for the power of the Holy Spirit to be our light is our ability to be witnesses to the world about who he is, who is Yeshua, and that we're telling them we should have the power to explain and the power to overcome many fears. This is given to us by the Spirit of God. We can't minimize God's desire for us to be filled with the Ruach HaKodesh to be a light, and to share God's power and light with others. Wouldn't you agree? Right? Okay, from this Parsha reading, we get a couple more nuggets as to what we need in our heart from God's word to make us a light to the nations, continually burning brightly. That's our objective, to continually burn brightly. So let's read another portion of the Parsha, Exodus 29, 44 to 46. So I will sanctify the tent of meeting and the altar. I will also sanctify Aaron and his sons to minister to me as Kohanim or priests. So I will dwell among B'nai Israel and be their God. Then they will know that I am Adonai, their God, who brought them forth out of the land of Egypt so that I may live among them. I am Adonai, their God. So for you to know that God is living with you and that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever, we have to look at three key words that are in this verse 44. The first one is to sanctify. And the Hebrew word for sanctify is kadash. And it means to consecrate or to prepare or dedicate, be hallowed or holy, to be sanctified or to be separate. So we see it first used in Genesis 2-3. Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it. For on it he ceased from all his work that God created for the purpose of 
preparing. So we see here that sanctified means he separated it from the rest of the week in order that it would be holy to us. Right? This is the importance of Shabbat or the Sabbath. It is made holy by our keeping it separate and dedicating it to the Lord. This is what sanctify means. So when we say this is about our body, our mind, our spirit, it is dedicated to the Lord and separated for Him. That's what truly makes Him number one in our lives when He is sanctified through our actions, through our thoughts. Going back to Exodus 29:44, if you are sanctified, set aside as a temple and an altar, God will live among you and be your God. So the first key word in order to be a light in this scripture was to sanctify. The second word, though, that is important there is that you are to be a temple. We already read two scriptures about us being the temple of God. Look, a temple is a house of worship. It's a place sanctified, separated out, right, and kept holy for the worship of God. It is a place dedicated to God. You really get not only an idea of what the temple is, but what it means to sanctify it, right? One more scripture about the temple we find, and it's really an interesting one, so stay with me on this one. It's Ephesians 2, 18 through 22. Actually, we're going to start with verse 19. So then you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but you are fellow citizens with God's people and members of God's household. You have been built on the foundation made up of the emissaries and prophets, with Messiah Yeshua himself being the cornerstone. Now listen, this is verse 21. In him, meaning in Yeshua, the whole building being fitted together is growing into a temple, a holy temple for the Lord. In him, you are also being built together in God's dwelling place in the Ruach. Well, here we have a lot of words coming together. Well, you know, we have the spirit of God, we have the temple and it's being built. And I believe that the scripture is saying that part of what makes us a temple is the willingness to be fitted in with others. Now, if you're part of a congregation, you know that can be hard. Some people believe that they're not to be part of a congregation, probably because people irritate them. But I believe this verse is telling us in order to be a temple for the living God and uh, to be a light to the nations, we have to allow ourselves to be fitted into the larger temple. Well, you know what? Next week... We're going to talk about the third important word in Exodus 29:44, which is altar. And we're going to talk about what the altar means, and we're going to sum it up as to what it means to be a light to the nations, what it means to be a light to the people around us, to our family. And are we being a light? It's a good question, right?
So God is desiring us to be a light. Remember the word for eternal light in Hebrew that is hung in the synagogue is called a ner tamid. It's a light that continuously burns bright. And our verse for today, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. That'd be a good word to think about, Psalm 119, 105. It's all about God's light in us. Look, your continued support shows me that your heart is being touched by my radio program. I, I pray that it is. Ask your friends to join us. And remember to talk to your Jewish friends about the Lord. And why don't you bring them to services? Our congregational website for our four congregations is shoreshdavid.org. That's S-H-O-R-E-S-H-D-A-V-I-D.org. So let's come together to bring Jewish people to the Lord. That surely would display our light. Well, may you grow in your desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. Join me as we close in prayer. Abba, Father, teach us your ways so that our hearts would be hearts of flesh and not of stone. May our words and actions always reflect the heart of Messiah so that everyone who meets us will know that Yeshua is our Messiah and King. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.